So you are very happy in the ghetto with your little ghetto gun. And I, I know, I know, I know you feel the sense of power. Because you can smoke somebody. But the person you're smoking is yourself. You're killing your brothers. You're killing your sisters. Killing your children. Look at your homes now. You get married. <clears throat> and, and we are not fulfilling to each other. So you come home and there's another man in your bed. Well, you just left another woman's house. So you reach for your pistol. Kill the woman as your wife. Kill the man that's in bed. Now you doing time in one of the fine prisons in New York State. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. This is Big VJ Check It In. Today's conversation, beloved, I want to talk to single mothers. I want to talk to the nieces and our sisters. And we're going to have a conversation about what's been going on in the village, the violence, um, what things we could do to minimize the violence. And we're just going to jump around a little bit from city to city and talk about some current events and things of that nature because the headline reads, Chicago 5, that 10 is dead and 56 is wounded. And just the 4th of July weekend alone in Chicago. So we're going to talk about that. Today there was a mass shooting in Cleveland. So we're going to talk about that. And I want to just have a conversation with the single mothers. Right? Uh, with the single fathers. With the auntie that's raising her nephews. With the uncle that's raising his nephews. With the grandparents that's raising the grandboys. We're just going to have an all-out conversation, right? That's all we want to do. And um, we appreciate everything and everybody. All the posts and comments that we get on Real Black Contents for podcast. We appreciate it because, you know. It's the comments that's the engine and the fuel to the machine over here, right? The Twitter family, the YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Podcasts, wherever you catch us at, we appreciate the love, right? Comment a little more if you can. Comment just a little bit more if you can, right? So um, with that being said, I want to say shout out to our brother from Twitter, Grande Gatto. For dropping polls, for dropping comments on the content. We appreciate it. KLAC803, along with 10 Speed, and of course, our brother B. Harris and Miss Luwak Flamethrower. This is the YouTube family and many others. We appreciate every single body man that comes to the platform, hang out with us, 
my brother Zulu from Instagram, everybody. We appreciate all the love, all the messages, all the DMs about content, right? I do want to talk to our single mothers that's raising sons. I do want to have that conversation with them, right? Especially if the child's father is not necessarily in the children's life. So just stick around for that. We're going to have a conversation about that later because I'm, I don't want to tie it in with the shootings that's been going on, but I'm going to have to tie it in with the shootings that's been going on, right? Also today, I want to put this on the table while we're talking about current events and news events. Um, it looks like the judge in Oklahoma shot that case down with our people concerning Black Wall Street, right? Um, I don't know how they're going to move about with that. Shout out to our brother. Bishop T. Swan, who um, who made it known that it's the Tulsa massacre, as we all know, three hundred people was murdered, um, thrown in mass graves. In today's money, it's about twenty-seven million dollars in property, homes, grocery stores, all that was tore down. The nightclubs, the theaters, the doctor's office—they even tore the church house down, beloved. So we're talking about. 10,000 people was left homeless after this incident. And we talked about it on this platform. Because we gave our people the real underlying story of what was really going on in Greenwood, in Tulsa. And come on, beloved. We, it was the oil. It was the oil. The same thing that happened to black Americans with the same thing that happened to red Americans in the same state because they was trying to run the black man and the red man off the the property because the property was full of oil and it was all about it wasn't about whatever they their whole memorial day weekend story is hogwash that's just what it you know come on let's just be real um to my knowledge though beloved after everybody that was murdered our people there was no arrest made i just never read about anybody being arrested and we're talking about as far as the devil is concerned there was no devil's there was no bleached demons arrested for what happened in, in Tulsa, right? So, um, you know, shout out to our brother, uh, Charlie Wilson. He's an entertainer. He's a singer. Because uh, Charlie, we know our brother from the Gap Band. See, there's a lot of young people that, that just start tuning in to the podcast. But uh, there's a group called the Gap Band. So if you're young... And you stumble across them, let your Uncle VJ give you a little history on that, right? The reason why Charlie Wilson have a, and they, it's all about the Gap Band, is because, see, the G-A-P in the Gap, for the Gap Band, means Greenwood, Archer, and Pine Streets. Because they all knew what happened to the thriving black community in Greenwood and Tulsa. So, it goes back to 1921. So it depends because, you know, beloved, I'm a man of a certain age. So I'm familiar with the Gap Band and we listen to the, this is, it go, this goes hand in hand with black folks in the cookouts and you with your pops and your uncles and your mom and grandpa 
and Big Mama and Granddaddy and everybody's there and you put the gap band on. But the younger adults, they don't really know what the it's just they just see gap band. And they don't know it's it's a message. It's some symbolism with the GAP, and that's the Greenwood Arch and Pine Streets. That it goes again back to the Tulsa race massacre. So I mean, um, it looked like the verdict just came in. Again, it was uh, uh, the judge. She just—I don't really know how they, how they working at in Oklahoma. I have to pay a little bit more close attention to how that case is running. But it looked like um, they're going to put an appeal, and once it get national news, then you can actually get some things moving, right? Coming back to Charles, Chicago Five. 10 dead, 56 wounded in 4th of July weekend shooters in Chicago. I want to come down just a little bit. Um, the first homicide was a 43-year-old man. And then it's a list. They have it all put down in the Chicago file. 24-year-old, 25-year-old. They're just talking about everybody been shot. 52-year-old, right? So... While we got our eyes just looking, watching, focusing on Chicago, you just have to remember now, nine people were shot. We just talking about, was it Texas? Because go back, go back. CNN had something about nine people being injured. Because this is, I don't know if you guys can remember the story. It was the nine-year-old, the 17-year-old was involved. This is in Chocolate City. This is in D.C. Right then, it's like Philadelphia had their thing going on with five people being dead, two boys wounded. Then it was Fort Worth back in Texas where the three people got killed and the eight got wounded. So it was a thing, you know. We're talking about Philadelphia, Texas, Chocolate City. Then you had the Baltimore, Chicago, DC thing. Black Americans' lives matter also, but do they matter to us? Because they had a thing in Cleveland where so many people were shot there. So I just want to say this, beloved, to the single mothers. Um, it's okay if you raise sons to not have friends. Um, see, as a black male, myself growing up in the inner city, there's a level of poison in black male eyes. Teenage, going all the way up to, I want to say, anywhere between from, I want to say early as 12, possibly going all the way up to 24, it's the first round of poison. Then you get another level of poison from 24 to like 35. Single mothers. Single fathers, uncles and aunties and grandparents are just raising boys. It's imperative that you teach your sons to avoid hanging around other black males like it's the plague. It sounds weird. I get it. I know. But it's not worth it. Especially if you live in the inner city. Especially. Inner city, big city. You don't want your child getting caught up because... Isolation is actually safety. See, when I was young in Detroit, 
we went by the ideal that there was strength in numbers. Not so much when you get older, because being from Plymouth, I noticed my neighborhood always stayed in some shit because it's numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many dudes in my neighborhood that there were times, beloved, that while I was on my way to school, because I graduated from a high school called Frank Cody, 18445 Cathedral Street. It's the same high school that Judge Mathis went to, the Honorable Judge Mathis. He used to be down at the 36th District. Uh, if he's not in L.A. because he left here and went to Chicago, I think he went to L.A., but maybe all that is a different story for a different day. But we went to the same high school, right? Um, I'm from Plymouth. That's my neighborhood, right? There were times, though, beloved, I'm headed to school, and... This guy's from my neighborhood is leaving the school, walking back towards the neighborhood, saying, well, we can't go to school today because this particular neighborhood or that particular neighborhood or this other particular neighborhood is looking for anybody from Plymouth because, you know, those guys from the neighborhood, they shot Buddy the other day and they up back up there looking for some get back. We're not talking about on an adult level. This is my day to day in high school. You know, we went to the school that had the metal detectors, but you knew you had certain places around the school, you know, within a certain um, walking distance from the school where you stash your pistols at. Because this is the level of this is how this is the level of violence and poison that's in your mind as a young black male. Now, you don't really know. You just can't really fathom. You're supposed to be really going to school for an education, but you just it's a level of. The poison is there that's it's real. So you can catch a bullet because I'm saying all that to say this. You can catch a bullet just by what neighborhood you're from when you're from the inner city. Because you got two or really three families growing up as a black male in America, especially the inner city. Your natural family, that's one. If you go to the church of mines, you have your religious family. That's two than your neighborhood. But sometimes, depending on what city that you're from, your neighborhood family come first. That blood really don't matter, especially because I'm from the city and I had cousins that live in a different neighborhood all on the west side. And I couldn't really go over to their neighborhood because their neighborhood is they didn't really walk with my neighborhood. Now, as we get older, we learn it's not strength in numbers necessarily. The strength is in the isolation. If you got to spend a little bit more mind for cable, a little bit more for video games, to keep my man at the crib, you just got to do it. If you got to spend a little bit more money to move out the hood, if you can get a voucher, you ain't get no help from the child's father, and you can get a voucher, it doesn't hurt to move in the outskirts. It doesn't hurt. Now, your child may have to deal with a little bit of this racism kind of thing, but it's better than passing bullets left and right because it's uh, it's like it's becoming so severe that every 4th of July, they're just watching the numbers of who getting shot on a regular basis. And it's what are we going to do? They're just comparing this year's number with last year's numbers. And these are real people that's being shot and unfortunately 
we know is just black males. We know women ain't women can catch a shell, they can catch the bullet, but we know it's not our sisters out there with that hammer busting back and forth, but they're gonna have to deal with the trauma. They had to deal with their brothers being shot, sons being shot, nephews being shot, boyfriends, fiancés, husbands being shot. The first homicide was a dude, he was 43 years old. Come on, beloved, I mean, 43 years old? Down of gunfire? I remember there was a time in the neighborhood, if you made it past 24, you ain't worried about being shot no more. That was like for some young people, but those bullets is coming all the way up. Past the 20s, two more decades, all the way to the 40s now. You can get shot in your 40s, bro. This is the reality. This is the day and time we live in here. We just had a situation a couple weeks back with our sister Carlisha Hood and her son get into that thing at the hot dog stand. The tempers are flaring up. And listen, a hurt person can't feel for anybody else that's important that we know that a hurt person if you stump your toe right now or you stump your leg right now and you bumping something you hurt you can't feel pain for anybody else so there's a lot of eye people walking around with mental pain in their minds and their brains they had interesting childhoods interesting family dynamics that may not be the most positive. So there's already some weight on that plate. So people are walking around on eggshells. And the underlying result of walking around on eggshells or a certain level of stress so long is that that brain that's supposed to be locked into place, it begins to slip. And this is what we call mental illness, beloved, because you just... You can get set off with anger, so it's an anger management thing, but there's no funds in the community to see therapy and receive therapy for being an overly angered person. You're just so keyed in with this emotion. You know what I mean? Like, it's just what's really going on. If you can cut off your son's Says from uh, any homeboys, it'll be a beautiful thing. Um, you even got to be careful in the inner city with your child playing on the sports teams. Because sports teams, these rival high schools, they have beef like anybody else. And then your child have to leave from... Because you just can't play all the games, all the basketball and football games at the home team. Eventually, you got to go to a, another high school. And there's a level of violence that's present there. So it's so much poison going on in the neighborhood. All you can do is encourage your sons to avoid each other. We're talking about black men as a whole. All of our sons need to avoid each other like the plague. If there's nothing constructive to say, don't say nothing. That is the one thing, beloved, I do agree with our brother Neely Fuller Jr. When he said that, that hit my heart. I'm like, man, that's official because I, I went back and started to replay my life. And it's not even getting better. It's getting worse. I had to go back and replay how it was when we was coming up. And I'm from a, a neighborhood that's, these are somebody, these are a rah-rah neighborhood. 
But then I look back and I say, my neighborhood got its reputation for being violent. For being violent. Against who? They wasn't shooting her no crackers. Crackers believed in white flight. They been left Detroit before we got there. And the reason why they left Detroit is they said, they predicted that, well, these black males is going to be violent. They're going to be raping, robbing, and shooting and killing. And we said not so. And then later, we was raided. It was, they predicted it. Raping, robbing, shooting, and killing. And they knew the devils that our people was going to be because they had a hidden hand in making our people weak and wicked like them right but now we're coming to a time of accountability right it's just nobody in the village but us we can keep saying put the guns down put the guns down put the guns down i ain't gonna never tell any of my people to put the guns down i'm just gonna say stay away from each other especially black males especially black men avoid each other like the plague Anytime I hear a shooting that happened, you know what I know, beloved? Everybody that's that's out there busting those guns, if you see two or three guys out there shooting against a, so another two or three guys and they're having a shootout, what I do know is that on an academic level, on a high school level, because these are young folks pulling these pistols. High school, just graduated. What I do know is that Everybody in that crowd of 10, they ain't all thugs. That I know. The D student, the A student, the B students are all mixed in together. They all partners. See, they all together. And they ride together and they love each other. And this is why it's so imperative to keep young black males away from each other because black males overlove each other. That's why the prisons are being filled. See, the hate and the fear does one thing, but you love your partner so much that you would throw your life away if somebody hurt him. So there's so in order to prevent that, because black men love each other hard, you got to keep black men away from each other. The byproduct of tribalism is why many of our people are shooting each other. It's not because there's a lack of love. It's more of tribalism. And then it's an element of wickedness that's there because it's the women. It's the jewelry. It's the drugs. It's the money. It's the lack of opportunity. So they stay out of the cracker system, which is corporate America. And they limit themselves to the cracker's other system. Which is the penal institution. Which is the block. Which is the neighborhood. Which is the streets. See. A black male that ain't got nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. He can turn to the dope boy. See when that baby mama put him out the house. Right. That trap house. That's selling poison on the block. The guy that run that dope house, that spot, that trap, 
he'll let your son and your grandson and your nephew when he get put out of your home or his baby mama home he can come in that trap house he can sleep on the floor see that's why they have a certain bond with each other because see the guy that is the most street of them all he'll get a place and let the other guys come and lay on the floor and try to get themselves together and they create that bond and that bond makes the murderers because they love each other that's all they got but once that quality of life get down so low prison is not a bad option prison is no longer fearful because if i'm living in a spot in chicago detroit philadelphia and it's cold and it's raining and it's a hole in the roof and the water is leaking through and the power is not on and the water don't run well, the county jail don't sound so bad. Prison don't sound, it doesn't sound so bad. And many of us as black men, we make it look easy working, getting money, paying bills. But it, we just make it look easy. It ain't easy. We make getting two or three cars and going on a bunch of vacations. We make it look easy. But there's so many of our young men in the neighborhood, they don't know how to do that. They, they It's never been structured to teach them how to seek after a certain job and make the money. Sometimes young black males, they just think that getting a job, they're going to get rich off entry-level pay. They don't think about going to a job, interviewing and saying, hmm, what do you guys top out at for this position? How long does it take for the average guy to come in and make management? It's certain questions you're supposed to ask during the interview process young men don't ask so because they don't understand how the chain of command works in corporate america they try to get rich off the entry-level pay so this is why anytime you talk to a young black man about a job his first question is how much do they start off at because he's trying to figure out if he can run or acquire everything he want with the entry-level pay and he doesn't understand (laughs) no bro that you got to work your way up and he can't see it that way nobody was there to teach him that way so now the job doesn't become the option. The dollar store is not an option because they pay you nine or ten dollars to work your register, but he doesn't know. Well, shit, if you can get to being the store manager, that's thirty-six to forty thousand. But damn, if you can get to being a regional manager, that's eighty. And if you could do a district, you six, you a six-figure guy. If you start to, he doesn't see it that way. He just see, man, I can't start this damn register. They only paying. Now it's eleven dollars. Now he doesn't see you can keep going up and up and up in any company. The person that was the CEO of McDonald's, what they make last year, twenty something million dollars. So when somebody say, "Well, shit, I don't want to work at McDonald's," they only pay eight nine dollars now. So no, that's what they pay you. But if you look at that ladder, shit, if you can come in and sweep the floor and make eight nine dollars an hour and work the register. The person at the top is in the 20, they're making $20 million. So, you know, there's a lot of room that you can grow in that company. But you just can't look at the entry level pay. But once you're trying to figure it out, the key thing is letting your son sit home by himself and figure it out. Because the thing about low vibration, Big Mama taught us evil communication corrupt the good manners. So, if my son don't know nothing and your son don't know nothing and his son don't know nothing, and buddy across the way two blocks over his son don't know nothing but all our sons hanging together on the corner they're going to prison because that energy 
that low vibration at the bottom gonna come up with a bullshit idea that's gonna land them all in prison so i ain't gonna talk your head off sis i ain't trying to scare nobody and put no fear in nobody and 10 dead and 56 wounded in 4th of July weekend in Chicago. What does that say? 56 wounded. That's trauma. These are people that have children or are children, sons and daughters and co-workers, church members, mosque members. These are real people that's being shot in Chicago, in Detroit, in Philly, in your neighborhood my neighborhood these are real people the south birmingham montgomery mobile pensacola biloxi houston san antonio memphis these are real people in little rock milwaukee kansas city these are real people north carolina south carolina florida georgia these are real people we have to learn how to build our sons up. If they ain't doing shit, let them sit right there in the goddamn house and don't do shit. Because our people got this thing trying to push the babies out at 18, 19, trying to get them to be young, get them to try to pay bills and this and that. Everybody got their own financial dynamic, but I'm saying like, they can't be in the street, man. They can't be in the street. Let them sit home and just sit home by yourself. You don't need no friends until y'all figure this thing out. How to get out these inner cities because hanging around each other ain't going to get it, man. You know, ain't going to get it. You know, my nephews and we, my sons and we don't know. Nah, we don't do the friend thing. Y'all family, that's all we got as a tribe. We, ain't, we don't need no homeboys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had homeboys. I tell you that story all the time. All my pa- I had homeboys at mama house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Me as a young teenager, you know, 15 deep, 10 deep. I'm VJ. Shit, everybody know me on the west side. 10 deep, 15 deep. But I stayed with mama. That's why I said I want to talk to the single mothers. Because when I move with pops. <laughs> when I moved with Pops The first thing that Ace told me That's my Pops name The first thing that Ace told me Was I don't want no niggas over here period <laughs> That was the first words Hey, man, I got you a car out there. I don't want no niggas in that car. I don't want no niggas over this house. I don't want niggas nowhere around here. Stay with the tribe. You got family. If you going to hang with somebody, call one of your cousins. So, family. That's it. Now it gets so bad, you can't even do family no more. You just got to stay up to yourselves. So, I'm going to leave it there. I ain't going to talk your head off. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. Peace and black power to your family. I would never just come on and say, hey, we got to do better. Put the guns down. No, we ain't got to put no guns down. Keep the guns. Yeah, we're going to do better. We're just going to stay off to ourselves. Just stay off to yourself, man. We ain't got to have have a bunch of friends. 
Teach your sons and tell your sons you love them every day. When they sleep before you go to work. Hey, I'm finna go. I love you, little man. When you get back home, man, I'm good to see you. Love you, little man. I hug my sons every single day. Every day before I go to work. Hey, man, love you, big man. I get it with your king. Hey, big man. Love you, big man. Get it with your king. Hey, big man. I just go down. Go from one room to the room to the room. I just move around to these rooms. And then when I get back home. Hey, where you at, babe? Love you, big dog. Everything good? Love you, big dog. I go down the line. Hey, you can come talk to me about anything. I don't care what you got cracked. You can come talk to me about anything. Anything. I love you. We got to let our children know we love them. I don't care if they get old. We love them. They 26, 27. Hey, man, I love you. We got to take it there. Until next time, Real Black Content is Forum Podcast, Big VJ. Beloved, I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. This shit is pissing me off. Nothing else matters. It's killing me. Especially at our own house. If one black person was killed by the police, we'd raise holy hell, and in some cases, there'd be riots in the streets. Where's the due diligence to putting a spotlight on what we're doing to each other? We're damn near on the verge of becoming an endangered species. 53 lives in one weekend. It's not the first time this has happened. Where's the protest? Where is it? It's been happening year after year after year. Chicago, St. Louis, Baltimore, the list goes on and on. What are we going to do about it? We really want hostility and chaos and noise in our freaking lives every second of every day. Do we really want that? I don't think so. Some politicians might want it that way. for us. Some folks who want to manipulate votes and influence what politicians we pick might want that. But not the average citizen busting their butt to make an honest living in this world. They don't wish that.